Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun, and let's get started right now. Today I'm asking the question, is self-care selfish? And I'm going to give you 20 ideas to recharge and refresh your batteries. Self-care. It basically means taking care of you. Now here's what we'll cover today. The meaning of self-care. I always like to make sure we're on the same page. Four questions to get you on the path to self-care that you can ask yourself. Five biggest reasons people don't take the time for self-care. And Helpful hints for scheduling your life, get into the reality-based, let's get it done attitude here, and 20 ways to recharge and refresh. So in the busyness of your life, do you find yourself stressed out, tired, sick, depressed? Maybe you feel like you're off track or oh, overwhelmed. Are you the type of person that takes care of everyone else first and then yourself? Hmm, maybe. Maybe you don't take care of yourself at all. Is there any time left at the end of the day for you? Do you think maybe spending that time that you do have left over or forcing yourself to find time is selfish because you have so many things to do? To me, I think self-care is selfish. Well, partially. Because selfish means, now I've looked at Google again, It's arising from concern with one's own welfare or advantage in disregard of others. Well, self-care is not in disregard of others because you have to take care of yourself first. If you don't, who's going to take care of you? And why would they if you don't love yourself enough to take care of yourself? So remember when you're on a plane and that air cabin depressurizes, they tell you, You're going to have these oxygen masks fall from the ceiling and the first to put it on yourself before you put it on anybody else. And I remember on Southwest Airlines, the person trying to be funny would say, and then you get to decide which child you like better because then you put their mask on next and then the other one or two or three. But remember that you feel depleted at the end of the day and you don't fill yourself back up and recharge in some way. You're going to feel, well, less and less every day. You'll feel less and less healthy, less and less energized, less and less happy. And really, wouldn't your family and your friends even, and even yourself, rather be around someone who is the opposite of that? Someone who's more and more happy, more and more energized, more and more healthy. Someone who isn't cranky and annoyed and doesn't have patience. You want to be the opposite of those things, don't you? Because if you take care of everyone else, who takes care of you if you don't? Kind of said that earlier, but I want to say it again. 
Because if you fall apart because you're giving so much of yourself, who is that doing a favor to, honestly? And let me say, if you're the person that's always taking from somebody else, this is a good one for you to listen to, too. Because maybe you don't feel like you're that person that gives and gives. Maybe your spouse is the one that gives and gives. Or your parent. Or, well, maybe not your child, but maybe your sibling or a friend. They do all the giving. This is how they feel at the end of the day. So be aware of them as well, not just yourself. Realize that a person who gives and gives and gives needs that time to, I'm going to use a bunch of R words here, reset, reboot, recharge, refresh. They want to feel happier, calmer, at peace, and not so stressed or rushed. You don't want to feel that way. They don't want to feel that way if it's those people. I'm going to ask you four questions to make you think. Do you need to make changes? Now, don't worry about how or what right now. I'm just going to ask the questions and then I'll unpack them so you can get into them a little bit more. And I'm going to ask each question twice so that you can really hear it. Question number one, how do you feel right now and in general at different times of the week? How do you feel right now? and at different times during the week. Number two is, what's your schedule like? What's your schedule like? Number three is, how do you treat yourself and how do you let others treat you? Hear that one, people? How do you treat yourself and how do you let others treat you? And number four is, do you love yourself? Do you love yourself? So let's go back to question one and unpack that a bit. So how do you feel right now? Let's start with right now, because then I'm going to want you to look at how you feel. And you might do this on your own during weekdays when life is normal. And if you're working during the days, how do you feel weeknights or weekends? So when you look at these words, how do they make you feel right now? How's your health? How's your energy level? How is your concentration or focus in life? Do you lose focus at the end of the day? How's your stress level? And how is your happiness level? Your comfort level or your busyness level for that matter? Are you overscheduled? And when you look at those questions now versus generally when things are normal, if you're listening to this, it's COVID-19 and we're all locked down. But if it's after that, How do you normally feel on weekdays during the day? Is your schedule crazy? Or maybe you just, you work somewhere and it's all the same thing. There's a lot of work. You're busy. You concentrate okay. You're fine. But, hmm, weeknights, maybe you're rushing around. Maybe you're doing nothing. What about weekends? How do you feel yourself? Not how other people feel, but how do you feel? And do you need to make changes about what you're doing in order to feel differently. Take some time for self-care. Do you think you need to do that? I'm not asking you how you're going to do it yet, just do you think you need to? Now, number two is what is your schedule like? I want you to look at your life, not just at your calendar and the hours that are actually scheduled in the day, but the things you feel you need to get done. Whether what you need to get done is cooking, cleaning, 
So let's go through those things. So schedule like day job or night job or whenever you have your the thing you make money at. How does that schedule look? Do you work overtime? Do you just work regular time? How does that look? What about your spouse and how that person fits into your schedule? Your kids? Do you volunteer to take the kids to sports? Do you see their games or other activities? What do you do? Do you volunteer for carpool? What is your schedule like? What about your pets? Are you the only one that takes them for a walk? That feeds them? And what about cooking and cleaning and other chores? Do you have a home business or classes? We are so busy nowadays with maybe all those things on your schedule. Do you have any time for yourself in your schedule? I mean, do you actually write yourself on your calendar? Or even if you don't do that, do you take a a few minutes and 15 minutes even and do something for yourself like gardening, even though you have to get it done, maybe you love it, getting a manicure. And yes, men, you can get manicures too. Do you get some time to read a book or walk the dog just because you enjoy it rather than because you have to? So look at your overall schedule, your TV time. Is it the line of least resistance because you're exhausted or is it because you enjoy it? What do you feel like at the end of the day when you're looking at your schedule? And then ask yourself, do you need to make changes? You don't have to know how to do this right now, like I said before. Just do you need to make changes? If you feel overwhelmed when you think of your schedule, you need to make changes. Number three, how do you treat yourself and how do you let others treat you? So when you look at your calendar and your life like you just did, first, how do people treat you? How do you feel about it? Do they expect you to step in, to step up or fill in the gap when something goes wrong? Do you have to help with the homework? Do you have to pick the kids up because people expect you to do it? Are you the one that doesn't supposedly work during the day, so therefore you're the one that everybody looks at for doing all these things? How does it make you feel? Be honest with yourself. Do you feel maybe, these are just examples, like a slave to everyone else's needs because you always do what they need? You don't feel comfortable saying no? Maybe you don't feel comfortable saying no because... You want everyone to be able to depend on you. You like that feeling. And it's not bad, just so you know what it is. What about feeling important and kind of irreplaceable in people's minds? Maybe that's how you feel. Or maybe you just feel like good or reliable, John or Jane, and people just take you for granted. And that maybe not make you feel too good. How do your relationships look like with these people? Do they treat you as an equal, or do they treat you like that drudge or that person that you should be doing it? And then how do you treat yourself? Do you always say yes, no matter what others ask you to do or how you feel about it? Do you beat yourself up when when you don't do something or say yes? Because you think you should. If you feel less than perfect as a fill-in-the-blank, mother, father, son, daughter, teacher, worker, doctor, whatever, If you feel less than perfect when you say no, that's something you can shift and change. Do you love yourself? Because this is a really big question. I could do a whole show on this in the future, and well, I probably will at some point. But if you're truly happy with you, or are you constantly trying to change yourself? Now, spiritually, you are already enough. 
but you might want to adjust some physical or your emotional world because there's things you'd rather do than the way you're doing them. But if you do this negative self-talk, especially if you don't do things on your list or help others when you think you should, that's not going to be helping you any. It's not self-love. So if you use the phrases, yes, but, yes, I'm really nice, but I haven't done this. Yes, I great, thank you. When you're accepting a compliment, yes, it's a but, and you're talking about yourself in a negative way, be aware. Or if you use if only, if only this would happen, then I would be a better person. If only I could get my list done and I could get this done, then I could take care of myself. That's a new one I hear a lot. And as I've said previously, if you can't hear yourself speak this negative self-talk to yourself, ask someone you love that you trust, who's not going to be a pain in the you-know-what, to point it out to you when you say something negative about yourself. There's something about loving yourself where you have to learn to accept compliments from other people. Yes, without saying yes, but, or if only. But you also need to give yourself compliments. Okay, don't shudder. Realize that you don't need to be around anybody else when you do it. But if you do something well, like if I finish this show and I think, oh, I did a good message. I feel like I did good. I may not literally pat myself up in the back, but I might go, yes, okay, this feels really good. I done good. Don't be afraid to do that for yourself. If you accomplish something that makes you feel good, love yourself more. Give yourself that validation. Don't expect it to come from other people. So do you treat yourself kindly the way you would your best friend, the one that cares about you, who loves you, who you would never think of hurting. Treat yourself like that because that means you love yourself. Of course, it also means you need to forgive yourself for any flaws that you perceive or that stuff you haven't accomplished yet. It also means if you love yourself, you're setting boundaries for yourself and what people can't treat you as. That was number three. And then also to allow yourself to ask for help when you need it. That's a way of loving yourself. So like I said, there's a lot here. I probably will be doing a whole show on this at another time, but I wanted to include that so you could see why self-care comes from all of those pieces of the puzzle. Now, at this point, I want to give you five of the biggest reasons that people don't take time for self-care because I want you to know it's okay to let go of having to be perfect. If you can forgive yourself for being human when it's necessary, you're going to be able to let go of being perfect a lot easier. You need to accept that nobody's perfect, that you're never going to get everything done. You're never going to do it in the perfect way. I'm putting quotes around the word perfect. And the way you think you should be may not be the way you are. It's okay. Let go of having to be perfect. It's okay to say you're struggling. It's okay and good to ask for help when you need it. Whether it's a friend, it's someone you're paying to help, like a life coach or whoever. Maybe you just need a gardener. Whatever you need, it's okay and good to ask for help. You don't have to do it all yourself and be Miss or Mr. Perfect. That's a reason that people don't take time for self-care because they're not willing to let that go. The second biggest reason, and I'm not, they're not in any particular order, Another reason why people don't take time for self-care is because they don't believe it's okay to let go of having to get everything done on their list. Whether the list is for today or even for the week, they schedule themselves every minute of the day and you don't necessarily need to do that. 
Some of the things, when you look at your list, can be done on a different day. They maybe, they don't have to be done at all, or they can be done on weekends or weeknights. And I have something we're going to be talking about later about this. These are things that you don't necessarily have to do all the time. So realize that it's okay to let go of having to get everything done on your list. Okay, that's number two. Number three is let go of people judging you lacking. Because if people judge you, you can't help it. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. You have no power over what people think. Believe me, whether you try or not, you really don't have any power over that. You only have power over the way that you respond and what you believe about yourself. So one of the reasons people don't take time for self-care is they think that people are going to think they're lacking. They're slacking off. They're not doing their job. They're not being a good mother or a good father. They're getting judged by those people. If you feel that you're being judged, just know everybody judges everybody. You're judging people all the time, too. You have to know that you're good enough so that you don't have to worry about that. Because those people that are judging you, hello, they're not perfect either. They also have things that you're probably judging them about. Nobody is perfect. Goes back to number one. So let go of people judging you. People aren't quite ready that. It's hard to do that sometimes because you care. You care what others think, but you don't have to be stuck in that problem there. Now, the fourth thing is letting go of needing validation. People aren't ready to do that because they get there feeling good about themselves. As I said, from number three, from other people. So if you get validation from people, it's helpful. I love it as a practitioner to get validation that what I'm doing for people works, but I don't need to be held by hand every single day because I know stuff works. I know what I do is good enough and that if I feel I can do more, I will. I will keep making what I do and learning more and helping more as soon as I can. You do as much as you can. You don't need validation as in need it from your soul before you're willing to take self-care, before you're willing to love yourself and not let other people tell you whether you're good enough. And the fifth reason that people don't take time for self-care is that they aren't willing to let go of guilt. They want to hold on to that because if they don't help somebody, they'll feel guilty. So they're going, nope, 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 going to help, going to help, going to help. Don't want to do the self-care because I just don't want to go there. So for all five of these reasons, if people were more willing to be human, to know that there's foibles, that not everybody will judge you well, that there's not always validation coming from people you're helping that you don't have to be perfect or get everything done on your list, that those are human things and that it's okay and that you can move forward. Now, one other thing I want to talk about is scheduling. It's not just your list. I spoke about it earlier. It's really when you look at everything you think you need to do, not just the things that have a time frame and you have to be somewhere by two. You have to get your kids somewhere by four they have a lesson, they have a sports thing, they have something. It's also when you look at the chores around the house, the other business ventures maybe you have, because a lot of people have more than one. There's all these things when you really, really look at it, do you feel overwhelmed? Because if you write every single thing down on your schedule that you think you have to do, or at least on a list, I do that sometimes just to figure out what my day or my week and the weekend's going to look like. So I don't forget something. Okay, I lied. I do it all the time. I always make lists. If you know me, you know that. When you look, though, at your list and you write every single thing down you need to do, 
whether it's time frame or not, you have three choices. You can do it, you can delegate it, or you can dump it and not do it at all. First, okay, so if you do it and you decide it's important enough, you need to get it done and you hate it, you don't want to do it, find some way to make it more fun. Turn on music, dance around, put on a song you love to sing to if you're cooking and you hate cooking. Or find a friend, have them do it with you. That old Tom Sawyer story about whitewashing the fence. Make somebody else want to do it with you so that you can enjoy doing it more, having a chat, visiting while you're doing it. And then you can delegate it. I don't know if kids still have allowances or they just get money offhand, but you can have your kids do it. Maybe your spouse doesn't mind doing it, so you swap it with your spouse. Or maybe you hire somebody. Maybe you hire that gardener or you hire the housekeeper. Yay, love that one. Yes, I have a housekeeper once a month. That's all I have her for. But yay, love having her to do that stuff for me. If you feel like something's been on your list forever, you can dump it. You don't have to have it on your calendar. You can put it aside for a future time when you get around to it. You don't need to do it all the time. And then, of course, when you look at all those things, find a way to schedule some kind of self-care time in. You want to make sure you have that time for yourself. Now I promise you that I'm going to give you some ideas of what specifically you can do for self-care. So first, I want to say, find what feeds you. What brings you peace or joy or gives you more energy when you do it? Or maybe even a good, satisfied, peaceful feeling of contentment. Maybe it's meditating or gardening or jogging or sitting in the sunshine, playing with your kids. I want you to do yourself a favor first. Okay, you ready for this? I want you to write yourself in on your calendar every day. Now start with 15 minutes if you have to, but every day. And then stretch it out if you can to 30 minutes at least. Every once in a while, go crazy and give yourself more time. Now I have some 20 ideas, like I said, for self-care. But there is no guilt allowed when you're doing these things. No thinking about what you should be doing. These are ideas for eh, probably leaning more towards the female just because I'm a female. But there's a lot of these ideas also are good for men as well. But make your own list of what sounds and feels good to you that you would really enjoy doing. Okay, so I have 20 things. I'm going to do all 20. Here we go. First, take that jog or that walk in nature on your own or with music or an audiobook or with your dog, whatever it is that you really, really love to do. If this is one of those, put it on your list. Because nature on its own can really make you feel like you're giving yourself some time and getting away from what stresses you out. Unless you hate jogging <laughs> or you find walking boring and it's not on your list. Number two is work out. Now, this may be something you feel you should do, so maybe it's not on your list. But if you find something you love to do, it can really give you energy. And maybe it's just weights and you enjoy weights. Or maybe like me, it's more like dancing. But it could be kickboxing or martial art. It could be anything that helps you move, that helps you get out from the thoughts of what you're at. And if it feels like self-care, then it is. If it feels like something you should be doing, it's not self-care. Because self-care is something you love to do. And something you need to do sometimes, but we'll get to that in a minute. So number three is walk your dog. If you have a dog, that might be something that you love to do. Number four is take a hot bubble bath. And this is for both sexes. Hello, I know quite a few men who love hot bubble baths. They won't tell just anybody they love it. 
but they love it. So if you haven't tried it, by all means, bring a novel, bring something in with you that you can drop in the water and not electrocute yourself and enjoy being in the bubble bath or meditate in there or whatever it is that you want to do to feel like you're giving yourself some of your own time. Number five is watch a movie or your favorite guilty secret TV show. Now, if you binge on something, it might be really fun, but it also might be where you're medicating yourself for just being no energy, just sitting there and not enjoying it. That is not self-care. That is avoiding things, and it's, it's something totally different. I will admit that my favorite Guilty Secret TV show, which I will tell you, every time I see that it's recorded, I get all excited because it's The Masked Singer. It's so much fun not to know who's singing. And I have to admit, sometimes I don't know the people after they take their masks off, but it's really fun to guess because some of the people, you listen later, I, I save some of them, so I go back and listen and see, do I really recognize this voice or not? And sometimes it's so obvious afterwards, but I have no idea before. So whatever it is for you, it may be that's something that you want to put on your list. Number six is buy yourself a fun gift you normally wouldn't do. Why the heck not? Go out and buy yourself something. It wouldn't necessarily be a Ferrari unless you're a millionaire or a billionaire, but it might be something small that you normally wouldn't buy yourself. Go do it. Have fun. Especially if you're antique shopping or you're going someplace that you normally wouldn't go or you're on a vacation and you want to buy yourself something. Number seven is read a good book. Maybe in that bubble bath. Don't feed a book that you need to read. Don't read something that's self-improvement if you don't enjoy it. It's self-care, but it's not enjoyable self-care necessarily, unless you love doing that. And then it is. This is all about refreshing and recharging, not just improving yourself. Number eight is why the heck not? Turn on YouTube or Pandora and sing at the top of your lungs. Now, you might want to do that when there's people that aren't around if you don't sing on key. But if they're away and you don't sing on key or you're in your car, have fun. Just do it. And if you sing on key, do it when people are around. Who gives a, you know what? Just enjoy yourself. Now, number nine is to listen to a podcast or a radio show like this one or other uplifting or inspiring show. Not again, if you feel like you should but if you truly enjoy doing that. Number 10 is a little different. Get dressed up for no reason. If you like dressing up and you want to go to McDonald's, but you want to get all dressed up, do it. Have fun. Maybe play dress up with your kids. Maybe that's a fun thing to do for you. Number 11, take a break from social media. Wind down and refresh and recharge without all that noise. Some people can't take a break. They're attached by their hip to their phone, or at least in their hand. They will not let it go. But really, breathe, let it go. If it feels like it helps you out. Now, number 12 is write in your journal. If you have a gratitude journal, or you just you love to write your journal and you don't take the time for it. Take the time if it's something you love. Number 13, give yourself a facial or go have one done. And yes, men, you can do it too. It is a really nice, wonderful, relaxing way, assuming you don't mind, you don't have makeup on, ladies, and you don't mind grease getting in your hair. But it does feel wonderful when you're done. Number 14 is kind of related to that one. Get a massage. Go have one done. Or if you're locked down in your house, ask for a massage from someone. But since this is about self-care, don't offer to give one back. This is only for you. If they say, can you give one back, say, at another time. 
I would love to give you a massage, but not right now. I need to relax and I really need a massage wherever, however. Number 15 is garden. If you love to do it, to get out. I know my ex-husband loved, for some reason, the lawnmower and edging the grass. Not my thing. But I loved deadheading roses. And I loved the plants and allowing them to grow and pulling weeds. And he hated that part. So we got along really well in the gardening area. Number 16 is meditate or do a guided visualization. For me, meditation is just listening with music or having a really enjoyable time where you just relax and listen. I also sometimes fall asleep when I'm meditating, so it's not only self-care for me. I prefer personally guided visualizations where I can take a journey with somebody leading me, which is why I do my YouTubes that way. Meditations generally, (laughs) I could just turn music on and get you in and get you out and I'd say nothing and you could take your own journey. So I want to give people a journey they can take that I can lead them on. If that's for you, then that would be on your list. Number 17 is play with your pet. Whether your pet is a cat or a dog or a gerbil, if you feel like that gives you joy, play with your pet. Number 18, get a manicure or pedicure. And yes, I know a number of men who do this and they love it. If you like someone touching your hands or your feet and that's something that really relaxes you, put that on your self-care list to go however often you can get that in there. Number 19, call a friend you feel good around and catch up with them. Because sometimes we put those off. We don't contact those friends that really feed our souls. If that's something you love to do, it's a, it might fit into the self-care place. Not because you feel you haven't contacted them for a while. You should. But because this is somebody you always love talking to. And number 20, a little different. Throw yourself a dance party. Get out there. Enjoy yourself. Turn on music and dance your yourself away. Even if it's just in the bathroom, don't slip. But it just, you know, dancing around. Okay, I'm going to give you a secret. I sometimes dance down my hallway because it's kind of a L-shaped hallway. I dance down it. I do whatever I feel like doing, even with no music, because I'm bored <laughs> or because I'm just happy. And I want to do something that gives me even more spirit. And when I'm working during the day, I have to admit that I also go ahead and I take a dance break. If I'm working from home and I'm working with numbers sometimes, I'm sitting there going, ugh. My brain is kind of fuzzy. I get kind of tired. I'm going, oh my God, this is just too much. When I get that way, I'll turn on the music and I'll go ahead. And when a particular song hits that I want to dance to, I'll get up and I swear to God, I yell, dance break. I'm the only one there, but I do it anyway because I'm silly. And I'll jump up and I'll dance around that whole dance, whole three minutes or so, three and a half minutes. And then when the song ends, I go, okay. And I go and sit down. And for some reason, it's enough self-care, it's enough moments for me that I can then think clearer. I can go back to numbers of all things and get answers that I didn't see earlier if I'm not balancing something. And it's pretty amazing that things work out so easily. And I just gave you 20 ideas that you might want to borrow from for having self-care for yourself and doing at least 15 minutes a day. And some of those things I gave you, yes, I'll take longer than 15 minutes. But even if you can only handle 15 minutes because you're so busy with so many people in your family or whatever you're doing, at least once a week, try and go wild and give yourself a whole hour or an entire evening or something that you can do. And besides those 20, I want to give you a little extra credit. If you want to go away for a weekend by yourself, that might be a little hard if you're married with kids. But if it feeds your soul, go with your spouse or with friends. 
I have a girlfriend who is married but goes out with her girlfriends on weekends occasionally. Not all the time, but every once in a while because she needs more she needs to relax and get away and enjoy her friends still, even though she's married. And they've been married for quite some time. So it's not like she's just single and needs to still have her single friends. So whatever it means to you to enjoy yourself and get away. So there's no worries, no kids, and no regrets. This is something, whatever it is you decide to do, you want to decompress, de-stress, and kind of rejuvenate and re-energize as well and recharge those batteries. So whatever you decide to do, try not to be interrupted on your self-care time, okay? I know it can be difficult if you live with a group of people or the phone rings, you get a text, put it on silent if you have to so you don't know those things are coming through because you cannot have any guilt, no guilt. There's a lot of no's, okay? Listen to these. No guilt when you're doing self-care. No worrying about anything. No doubts that you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. No work was allowed to get involved. No kids are allowed to interrupt you unless, you know, something's bleeding or hanging off. No planning for the future. And most of all, you ready? No stress about what you are not doing. You can think about those later. And if you need to do, which sometimes I do, when I'm taking my self-care moment, and I live alone so I could have a lot, but I don't tend to, I have a piece of paper nearby so I can always write down what I think I should be thinking about and come back to it later. Because that way it's off my mind. I say, okay, I wrote it down later. And I never answer texts or phones unless I absolutely have to because I'm expecting something. So I want you to let everything go and be fully present and enjoy yourself in that moment of self-care, whatever you choose to do. I talked about mindset in one of the shows about think yourself healthy. It was all about mindset and also practical things you can do. But I want you to realize that self-care is also about mindset. It's about realizing you can have time for yourself. And it's not selfish. It's selfish in the means that you're taking time for yourself, but not at a disregard for others. You're regarding them in the fact that you're allowing yourself to be in a better mood, to be happier, to be maybe easier to be around to be less stressed out. Maybe you'll have more patience and you won't snap at people if you tend to snap when you're tired. You'll be less tired if you take time for self-care. A little goes a long way and a lot is a lot more fun. So do whatever you can do for yourself in the time and your schedule as it allows. There are so many different things I could say about self-care, about what you can do, but just remember that you need to keep in touch with how you feel about what you're doing, about your schedule, about what you promised yourself you have to be done. If you feel stressed out or too busy, then stop for a minute. Give yourself a moment. Have a cup of coffee. Have a drink if you have to. Do Have a piece of chocolate, okay? Do something you need to do to stop that moment of stress. Breathe. And then shift your focus. Say, okay. I was stressed out. That was bad. What do I do now? How do I make this better for me? How can I make my life better? Thereby making other people happy that are around me. Because I know they say happy wife, happy life for, for men. You've heard that before. If you're listening. I know they've been saying that a lot lately. And that may be true, but it's true about anybody. Whoever is stressed out, if you're not happy, 
ain't nobody happy. Trust me. You may not feel it, but it's true. Everybody around you will know when you're not happy. Now, if you get all of your sustenance and all of your validation from helping other people, you can choose to do that. It's not the healthiest thing to do. So you need to decide if you want to live in that place or not. You don't have to get validation from other people. You can love yourself more than that and then just find joy in helping others. It's a different mindset. It's a different way of looking at it. So hopefully you can hear the difference because when you look at others, you don't want to think of other people as a burden or as people that you really wish you didn't have to be around, including yourself. You want to feel like you're treated well by those that you love. You want to treat yourself well, to love yourself and not have all those negative self-talking about yourself. Don't let other people be mean to you or treat you like a slave. Set your boundaries on so you know how far you're willing to go. Can't do it that night. Sorry, I have something else I need to do. I have somewhere else I need to be. Allow yourself to ask for help when you need it. That is such a big thing. And people don't realize that that is one of the biggest self-care things you can do for yourself. Ask for help if you need it. When you look at your schedule, if you can do it, great. Or have someone do it with you. Have them do part of it. Delegate what you can. Care about yourself enough to know that you need help sometimes. Let people swap it out with your loved ones. Have your kids do it for their allowance. Hire somebody if you can afford it for those things you don't like. Do what you need to do. But take that time for you. Your life will be different and better if you can. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com.